Welcome back, everybody, to the Thrivistry Podcast, Mastering the Art of Thriving at Life, where we talk about creating change in our lives and in the world around us. I am your host, JJ, and this is the other host, Gigi. Say hi, Gigi. Hi. And uh, today we're going to talk about a new concept I've been massaging and working and writing articles about, and it involves your identity and principles and kind of actions or kind of the the world around us. And uh, we're just going to spend time on this. We're not going to go over any other internet articles today. So this is this podcast might be a little bit shorter than some of our other ones. Um, but the concepts are deep. The, the podcast might be short, but the concepts are going to be mind blowing. So if you guys are uh, listening to this, um, you might want to check out the video where you can see some of the uh, graphics that I'm going to be talking about and uh, um, help you kind of visualize kind of what we're, what we're talking about. So um, the, the, the main concept that, that I'm trying to get across is the way we want, if, you, if you're listening, we have like a, basically it's a bullseye. And at the center of the bullseye is your identity. And that's, that, those are the, the things you believe about yourself. There are stories that you tell yourself. You know, it's usually a combination of, of your upbringing and kind of your experiences and maybe a little bit of genetics. And, you know, people will say things like, I'm a morning person or, or I'm an all or nothing person. And that's just what you believe about yourself. And you might say it's what you know about yourself, but it might just be something that you've just come to to believe over time. It may not actually be true, but it's something that you just, it's just deep down as part of your core values. Um, and then outside of that ring, we have principles. And so these are kind of rules or lessons that of, of, about your, your life and how the world works that you've selectively chosen to follow. You know, so it could be rules of thumb. It could be, um, could be things that you learned or were taught, you know? Um, um, so that those are a little bit there. Your identity is somewhat centered in those, but they're kind of outside of your identity. Um, they tend to change a little bit more often. Your identity won't change much, um, but your uh, but it will change slowly over time. You know, everyone you know knows someone who used to be like a crazy, you know, fun party person in their twenties, and then they transferred over to being a parent who goes to bed at you know nine thirty every night. You know, like like people's identities do change over time. Um, and then there's all other decisions that are kind of outside of our identity. And outside of our principles, there's other decisions. And those are, those are the decisions that, um, that are uh, maybe we don't have experience with or that, uh, that are definitely not who we are, right? So we have to, we have to fight to, to, to act on those things. Um, and so the, the key to this chart is that the, the, the closer the decision or the action is to who you believe you are and your identity, the, uh, the easier it is. It's, it's almost unconscious, you know, like, like the you know, most people don't, don't think that hard about waking up in the morning and going to work, right? Because you're, you're not a person who's just going to not go to work and not have a job. You know, that's just who you are or, or being a parent. It's like, I'm a parent. Like, this is what I do. I, I just don't do these things. You know, I don't, I don't go out partying every weeknight because I have kids, you know, like um, those, those are, you know, like, so there's almost no decision to be made. Um, but principles are a little bit different, you know, like, like they're a little bit more, um, you know, you don't always follow them or they're just sort of your default when you don't know what else to do. Um, but when you have to do something that's outside of your, of your normal operating, then that's when we start getting away and it's harder to change, create those changes because it's not part of our identity or principle that we've come up with. What do you think, Gigi? I think that that is all great. I think, um, if for you guys, if you listen to a lot of these podcasts, you know, we did one on this a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, I think it was. Um, so this is just kind of like where this discussion has led us to this awesome little graphic, which I love. And then, but I'm wondering, like, 
how you say, okay, so it says it here on the graphic, right? So the identity is who we believe we are and principles is the rules that we've decided that we have. So could you give some examples of like, maybe like the same kind of concept, but like what is the identity version of it and like what is the principle version of it? Yeah, yeah, let me, let me pull up this other uh, example. This is, my, this is a car graphic, um, and it's a car with a bunch of bumper stickers. And I, and I thought of this as, as basically your identity is like the car you drive, and your principles are like how you treat your car and how you drive, right? And so, so like your, the type of car you pick, the color, you know, those are all things that don't change very often, and it's really tied to your identity because you're presenting that to the world, and it's something that, that usually, you know, you liked the price or the features and benefits of the car or what it represented from a status position. And it might even include some of the stickers you put in your car. So I've got a car here and I put these bumper stickers like wag more, bark less, which is I always thought was a, was a cool sticker. But then I put like Jesus is coming, everyone look busy. Um, <laughs> and, some, and of course the customized bumper plate, CrossFit 2159. Um, <laughs> or the, yeah, the license plate. Uh, but, but, and then the little family of four on here. You know, it's, some people don't do stickers, but I always find stickers interesting because people, decided that that was going to be their, their um, uh, what they wanted the world to know about them, you know, and, and strangers, you know, oh, I, this is, this is who I am, you know, and you don't change your stickers very often. Um, and then, and then principles, again, how you, you know, how fast do you go over the speed limit? You know, what, um, how often do you clean your car? You know, that sort of, how close do you drive to get to empty? You know, there's always the people who are like, they get, they go all the way past the E and then they go fill up and, and then there's other people who stress out when they get below a quarter of a tank. Like everybody has their own principles around that. <laughs> gas tank roulette. Like one of my favorite games, gas tank roulette. <laughs> you're going to make it? You're not going to make it? I don't know. So far in my life, I have never run out of gas. Oh, you haven't lived. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I've definitely played gas station or roulette, you know, like, like there's been a couple of times that I just hate that nervous feeling. Like when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're not sure how, where the next gas station's coming from and you're like, Oh my God, am I going to make it? So like, Oh, well that, that's just being ill prepared. I mean, that's not real. Gas station roulette is driving by like five gas stations and being like, nah, I don't need gas yet. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah, well that's, you know, in California we'll drive from the Bay area by San Francisco down to Los Angeles, which is like a six hour gap. And there's gas stations all along the way, but they're usually spread out by like five or 10 miles. And, and I remember when I was working as an engineer and I have to drive down there and I'd be driving a truck that wasn't mine and like, and then being like, Oh, I think I can keep going. I think I can keep going. I don't need to stop yet. And then you start, you just start puckering up, you know, like, like I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn the, I'm going to turn the AC off and the radio off to save electricity. So I don't use as much gas. <laughs> so I can make it. And I start driving slower because you know, your car gets better gas mileage usually um, below, you know, 60 or 70 miles per hour. It's usually like 50 or 55, 60. So I try to drive a little slower. Um, but, but normally with, with these principles, it's, again, you don't think about like, Oh, today I'm going to drive aggressively or I'm going to go really fast. Like you just, you just drive the way you drive. You just have, you've pre-made those decisions. Um, and, and you can, you can go fast if you're running late or you can, you know, um, decide not to use your blinker when you're someone who always does. But, but generally speaking, they're, 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 like I said, they're just rules of rules that we've accepted that again, we don't question, we don't, we don't have to actively think about, which is, which is one of the keys to, um, keys to principles. And, and then that's one of the reasons why I'm such a fan of principles is because, uh, um, having, 
because we all have them. Um, but but uh, uh, but being more deliberate about them and and trying to decide, you know, what uh, uh, what principles to follow is important because sometimes principles. So we can get into trouble with these in two ways. Let's go through each one. So um, with the identity, actually, let me. I have that other graphic. I'm yeah, graphic number three coming our way. It's like a record on on this podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have um, you have identity based decisions, you have principles based decisions, and you have everything else decisions. Again, on the outer outer edge of that bullseye. And so um, you know, with your identity, the positives are like again, it doesn't take any willpower. You know, um, they're fairly fixed; they don't change a whole lot. So it's it's pretty easy to figure out. You know what they are and what, what to work within. But the negatives are you can get stuck, right? And, and sometimes people are struggling to lose weight or struggling to start a fitness program or, or do something in their business or family related. And it can be tied, if it's tied to your identity, it's much harder to change that. So, you know, oh, I have an example for that. It's like the friends that are like, I want to lose weight, but I hate exercise. Yeah, or I, I, yeah, but I don't like exercise. Right. Or, yeah. I, or I have a sweet tooth. Those are like pieces of their identity that is like a part of them. And it's like, it's so hard for me. And they build, they build these like roadblocks, right? Yeah. So they don't even entertain the idea of, of doing it. Right. And so, and so they're like, or I have bad genetics is another one. You know, like I, I have all my family's overweight, so I'm just, I'm just screwed. And, and those the, that's where it's, that's where the negative of identities is. If now if there, if you're, if you have that belief and you start trying to make changes, you're going against the current, you're going against the headwind, right? And it's so much harder to force yourself to do those, those activities. And sometimes you can break through sometimes, you know, after so many weeks, you can start to become a habit and a routine. But what I found and I, and I use this in one of my articles as an example, it's like um, sailing. And so, you know, sailboats can't sail into the wind right? The wind is what's pushing the boat. So if your destination is directly down, down or upwind, so you can't go straight at your destination, what sailboats do is they tack. So they go diagonally to the side and the wind pushes their sail, but they can go off to one side. Now they're not going toward their destination at that moment, but they're still getting closer. And then they can tack the other way and they zigzag to get to the destination. That's how, that's how uh, tacking and sailing works. And, and so what we can do when we know that we're having problems and it's an identity based uh, um, decision or action that we were struggling with, we can try to nudge ourselves by saying, you know, maybe, um, you know, I struggle with eating bad foods instead of just saying like, I'm never going to eat bad foods again, you know, a, a attack or a nudge might be, I'm going to not, I'm just not going to buy it or I'm going to put it in the, in the, in a tub in the garage and stack another tub on top of it. So it's there if I really want it, but I have to go into the garage unpack some tubs and then get to it. So you can basically kind of take the temptation out, right? So you can remove it. Um, another one is, you know, Oh, I'm, I, I hate the gym. I'm, I don't, I, I just, I'm just the kind of person who doesn't like gyms. And it's like, well, maybe you haven't found the right gym yet. You know, if you can, if you can go to a, a gym where you like the people, you have friends there, you know, you, the, you know, you like, you know, the people there, even if you don't like working out, but you like being around those people, then that, then that can become part of your identity. And now your identity is tied to the gym. And, th and this is for the people listening that are coaches and business owners, or gym owners. This is where we actually get into why community is important. And you'll hear some business gurus talk about like, you can't sell community. 
it's not part of your business package. Like nobody cares about community. And that's, and I do feel like that's true. Um, you shouldn't be marketing that like, Oh, we have a great community. like, it should be, it can be in some of your materials, but that's really just demonstrated in the pictures and the stuff you post. Like you don't need to like try to mention it all the time because most people don't know what that means. But where it actually applies is if you have a strong community, people like me do this, people like us do this. And so if they can make being part of that gym community part of their identity, then it, it eliminates a lot of other bad choices. You know, like people like me come to the gym three times per week, you know, or, or try to come three or four times per week. People like me try to eat a little bit better. People like me encourage others and contribute, you know. If that's part of your gym community and they accept that as part of their identity, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a you know, CrossFitter or whatever, and this is my, this is my tribe, then all, they get all the benefits that are associated with that. So you can, when it's an identity based decision and you're really struggling, it's, you look for the, look for the, um, the uh, easier path or like a slight change. Um, or you try to, you can try to change your identity or, or take on a new one. You want to have a cool story about an astronaut? Always. <laughs> Great opening, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't plan that. Just came right out. So they, um, Chris Hadfield is a Canadian astronaut, and um, he was one of the first guys that started to really participate in social media from space. So he was one of the first guys, like, playing the guitar. Yeah, on the I know who he is. And, like, mm -hmm. right, had the Twitter account live from space. So like cool. squeezing the rag, showing the water. Right. Yeah, so awesome. What a guy. So he came back and he wrote, he's written a number of books now, but the first book that he wrote was just kind of like a little autobiography. And he, he, my, the biggest thing that I got from it was this sense of identity that he had. He had, he took on this identity of an astronaut when he was nine years old. And every time he made a life decision from that point forward, he thought to himself, what would an astronaut do? And he made every single decision, not, I mean, all of his career decisions and a lot of his life decisions based around this goal of going to space. And obviously, I mean, he's been there. He did a great job. And now he's like, a, a, he's a Canadian hero, right? But, mm -hmm. um, but it was all because of this, this really strong identity that he invoked and, and used it to guide all of his decisions. What would an astronaut do? So cool, right? Yeah, I'm, I, I've, I've posted an article. I shared it through Thrive Street before. But there was, it was about the crew team from England. And, and they weren't really that great as far as, you know, in the world stage. And so they came up with this, this, um, this sort of team mantra was, um, will it make the boat go faster? And it was like everything in their life was like, okay, I'm going to eat. Well, is eating this going to help me make the boat go faster? You know, so they would eat healthier and like training and like recovery and, and every, you know, all these things, like, is this going to make the boat go faster? And so their identity was tied to that. And so then they, and they, they did amazing, right? So yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely do that. The other thing that we see with the um, identity stuff sometimes is you can get a paradigm shift. Um, and, and sometimes someone can, and this is, this is kind of like the, uh, the diamond that I'm always looking for when I'm reading all these articles online and doing all this stuff is I'm always trying to find this one, you know, one concept or a phrase or something like that can, that can change someone's whole, whole paradigm that can, their whole perspective can change. And, and, um, you know, like one of them that I like is, uh, you know, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first. Um, yeah. Like you can't, you can't take care of your kids or help anybody if you're failing, right? If you're struggling. And, and uh, 
So, you know, for as somebody who I'm all, I, I like, I love to help people and I'm always giving, I'm always giving. I tend to like put my own desires and my own needs last. <laughs> so, so like trying oh, to remember. Oh, you're so altruistic. Oh, JJ. What a <laughs> just great guy. Yeah. So helpful all the time. In the job interview. Well, what faults do you have? Oh, I'm just altruistic to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it, uh, I have a hard time saying no, right? Like I, I just like, we'll take, you know, take on all kinds of projects and I'm always, you know, optimistic about what I can do. And, and I realize, you know, that I have to remind myself of this sort of like, you know, take care of yourself first, take care of your own stuff so that then you can help more people, you know? Um, so, so yeah, the, the identity stuff, like I said, is, is important that you kind of know what, what your identity things are and kind of what the limitations are. And then, figure out where you want to go and if you can work within them great or do you need to do a, a full shift if you need to do something completely against it and there's no way around it then just realize that you're in in it for an uphill battle you know and, and you might need to eliminate a lot of the other things in your life that are stressing you out or causing you to expend willpower energy so that you have more space to attack that problem um, principles based decisions are are again these rules or guidelines that we've decided to follow and and um, the positives are, you know, having just general rules, it just makes life simple, right? It's just easier to kind of like, you know, you have your, your, the ways you do things and you don't have to like think about a new way or, or whatever, um, you know, principles, you know, again, kind of like even just having, just exercising in general, you know, if, if you just, you, you may not like it, it may not be part of your identity, but you know, like I just need to work out three times per week, whether it's at the gym or do something physical outside of the gym. And you just, as long as you follow that principle, you know, you're, you're going to get the benefits of it. You know, I think. All right. And on that note, I have to go. I'm so sorry. I would love to help you more. <laughs> I'm not like you. And I have no problem saying no. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's just going to be me from now on. Thanks for your help, Gigi. Say bye, Gigi. Bye. And so, um, and so the you know they having these rules just it just makes again it just makes life more simple like it, one of my articles i talk about having um uh, uh you know if you want to have a long life there's six simple things you can do that are guaranteed to extend your life you know if you get good sleep you floss wear a seatbelt, um be nice uh um and then and then uh, eat, eat like eat like an adult and don't smoke those are the, those are the six things that guaranteed you are going to you're going to not have a, or you're going to live a little long life. And so you, again, you don't have to make a decision every single time. Like, Oh, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to smoke today or, or, you know, I'm just going to sleep when I feel like it. You know, you, you, if you live by those principles and that's one of your goals, then, then it makes things simple. Is it, because one of the things that this applies to identity wise and, um, and, uh, uh, principles wise is that we want to avoid decision fatigue. And so we're assaulted every day by marketing, um, whether it's on the TV or the internet or driving home, driving past all these billboards, you know, and we're constantly having to decide whether we want to, to, to buy that thing or eat that thing. And so if we have these principles, like, you know, if you, you know, if you decide, you know what, I'm not the kind of person who goes through the drive through on the way home from work. I'm just going to, my principle is I'm going to go home and have a, have a home cooked meal then you don't get affected by as much by all those, all those decisions instead of trying to decide where you're going to eat on the way home. Um, the other thing positive of principles is that it makes it easier to learn new principles. It's easier to learn new principles than it is to change your identity. And that's because like I said, identity is fairly fixed. It's pretty concrete. It's hard to go against, but principles, you can decide to have a slightly different principle 
um, or, or add a new one or modify an old one um, because your situation has changed or whatever. And so I think that's really important because, because you know, some principles, like I said, they're outside of your identity. So you kind of have to have some sort of, some sort of uh, um, plan before they come up. So you don't, you're not always having to think about it all the time. Um, the, the, some of the negatives to principles are, uh, are, you know, they can be uh, incorrect to start. So you might've been taught something or you believe something and you've been using, you've been following, you know, like a lot of people for the longest time thought fat is bad, right? You shouldn't eat fat. It's, it's bad for you. Um, and so that's a, that's a incorrect principle that people are still living by to this day, even though we know that that's not true. Um, or they could become outdated. So maybe that principle applied really great while you were younger or, or when you were at a different job or a different place in your life. But, but now it doesn't apply anymore. So you need to be, so you need to be aware of those and you need to, they need to be updated. Um, sometimes, uh, they're too simple, so they don't cover enough scenarios uh, positively. So you might have a, a simple principle that you live by that you apply, you overuse, right? And you're not flexible with within that. You, you, you know, so sometimes it might be more nuanced. And so principles can get you in trouble that way. And then also trying to live by too many principles, like trying to be really strict to your principles and having a scenario for every, you know, having a plan for every scenario. Um, can be really stifling, right? So it, it prevents you from maybe trying new things or, or um, uh, you know, exposing yourself to different to different things. So, so you know, or it can make you frustrating to work with or be around because you're really strict on your principles and you you always do this, you don't do the other things. So that's where a negative of the principles decisions go. Now the everything else decisions. So this is again everything outside of those first two core things. Is is kind of stuff that you haven't, you've never been in situations you've never been in, decisions you've never had to make, um, or things that are definitely outside of your principles. Maybe you you've run into these situations before, but you have to do something that you that you wouldn't normally do, or definitely don't have a that you that your principles don't don't allow you to compensate for. So now you have to actively force yourself to do it, or you have to make decisions about that. And and uh, the positives are, these are usually, if it's a new experience, they're kind of what make life interesting, you know, and, and, and deliberately doing things outside of your, your core principles and identity are kind of what make people interesting. It builds character, you know, if, if you're not, if you're somebody who, who um, doesn't like going to the gym, and then you sign up for this great gym that, that's going outside of your identity and your principles, and it can make life more interesting, right? And, and so um, the other thing is, is uh, it's, uh, not being completely tied to principles allows more flexibility and freedom. So you don't want to have your principles. So again, trying to cover everything so that you, so that you aren't flexible and you won't, you can't just do be, be different, you know, and, and um, you're always the same person in every scenario. It's good to kind of play around and, and try being it, playing a different role. But the negatives are, again, I mentioned that decision fatigue, right? If we're always trying to think about our, uh, every, every action that we do, we have to decide like, exactly what outfit we're going to wear and you know which toothpaste to use in the morning and every little thing that you do becomes a decision and you can't just go through parts of your day without having to think um, it, it wears you down and it makes it hard when there is an important decision to choose the right path or when you when you have to motivate yourself to do some action you don't have the the bandwidth or the juice to be able to to be able to follow through um, another problem is, is it's too easy to do what everyone else is doing and i think this is this is a this is just kind of part of being human, but we tend to um, just do what what if we don't know if it's a new if it's a new situation, 
we just sort of follow along with the pack. And instead of thinking actively like, well, what are, what's best for me? You know, and I know everyone else is doing that, but maybe I need to do this because, because of my scenario. And I think we talked about this in a couple podcasts back about, um, about how, how uh, the people around you influence you, um, kind of like brainwashing or whatever. But it was, you know, one example they used was it was at a cafeteria line when they, you know, listed the foods, benefits or ingredients or whatever, you know, they, they saw a certain spread of people's selections. But when they put like, this is everyone's favorite dish and, you know, 99 out of 100 people liked this dish, it, the, the amount of people that took that item skyrocketed because they took the social cue that if everyone else likes it, then it must be good. And so, um, again, if we don't have, a, um, if it's outside of our principles and our identity, you know, we tend to just go with, with what everybody else is doing and not really taking that active role in deciding what we should be doing. Um, and then finally, leaving your decisions uh, up to the moment usually means you, you'll default to the immediate gratification, right? And so, you know, if, if you have to make a quick decision or you're, you're having to do it and you don't really want to sit down and think about it, um, you'll just pick to whatever's going to give you the most benefit instead of thinking about what's going to be the best benefit long term. You know, you'll think about something that's going to give you the, something, a benefit right now um, or something that, that's the easiest right now instead of, okay, well, if I do this, it's going to pay off in the long run. So that's, that's it. We're going to wrap it up here, guys, that you can see that we have, you want to think about your, you want to decide what is your identity and what sort of identities have you taken on and, and uh, you know, what kind of car are you driving, so to speak. And if you're struggling in one area or another, then try to decide is it an identity problem uh, um, and how you can get around that. If it's a principles problem, you can change your principles or find new principles around those scenarios. If it's an everything else decision, then, then, you, can, then you can decide, okay, well, what other principles can I implement to make it less of a, of a daily fight or decision process to prevent decision fatigue? And, and, uh, um, and so when you, when you think about your, like I said, you think about your identity and, and where, those, where those problems lie, and then you think about your principles and is, if, is that where the problems are? And then you think about everything else. So I hope that helps, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, it's just really awkward not having Gigi here for the end of the podcast. So, <laughs> But uh, um, I still hope you guys got a lot out of it. Check out the YouTube video if you guys are, are um, uh, listening in. And some of these articles will go public eventually, I assume. But uh, right now, they're for subscribers only. So if you guys aren't using ThriveStreet Programming, then uh, you may not get to see them. So think about uh, getting more, the ThriveStreet Programming is more than just programming. It's a lot of this other education stuff. That's it, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, uh, I will, I will uh, see you in the next podcast. Bye. That's my best impression of Gigi. <laughs>